0: is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 32nd annual Subliminal Deception podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you?
1: Doing good, buddy. How about yourself?
0: I'm actually doing much better now that I am no longer sick. I only took two weeks to get over it, Uh, (laughs) but uh, it's getting cold out and my nose is pretty much running on a daily basis, which is fairly normal. Um, How is the weather treating you down in
1: Arizona? Uh, It's good. The mornings are starting to get cold. Uh, Starting to have to wear like a uh, sweatshirt outside in the mornings. Okay. It's getting down there. Yeah. It was uh I think it got up to about ninety today, but that was about it. <laughs> you know what's funny? Before
0: um we were recording, I was watching uh Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I have. Um, so I hadn't seen that one and I'm like, okay, this is like viewed as basically one of the greatest movies ever made. So I'm watching it and I'm like the opening scene's like uh Phoenix, Arizona, right? And it's like mm-hmm. December eleventh, I'm like where's all the snow at? And I was just laughing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, uh, they don't get snow there. But uh, uh, so far, it's a pretty good movie. Um, I, I should ask, I think we're kind of in the realm of safe zone. There won't be any spoilers here, but uh, have you watched... Did you watch The Joker? Did you get a chance to watch it yet? No, I haven't. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. So I actually, last week... I uh, went and saw The Joker. And then, because I love Zombieland so much, I had to go see that movie. Um, I would uh, I would recommend seeing both of them. Very, very good movies. Joker's very good. Very, very good. I think I got in a few arguments with people about if Heath Ledger was still better or if... Um, what the hell's his name? Joaquin Phoenix is better. And I don't know. I still think Heath Ledger did a better job. But I think Joaquin did an amazing job as well. Um, his fucking laugh, though, is so great in the new movie. It's so good. His laugh is just so
1: good. You didn't, uh, you didn't get in a fight with any of the, uh, incels at the movie theater about that, did you?
0: Didn't see any, thankfully. There was was an incel-free
1: movie theater that's good it doesn't sound like you've been shot recently so i'm guessing (laughs) you didn't see any of them
0: it is funny because like i I was talking with my friend nick about it because he he had seen he's like basically that's the first thing he's like oh i'm glad no one shot up the theater you know it's it's kind of a sad world we live in where that can't even be a joker movie without everybody remembering that fucking orange-haired psychopath who shot up that other theater i can't even remember his fucking name um
1: yeah, I just remember the creepy look on his face for in court. That's all I remember.
0: Yeah, he's uh he's a creepy fucker. But uh are you a big fan of Zombieland, the first
1: one? Yeah, I was. I've seen it quite a few times. I I was uh kind of surprised to hear it's been out like it's like 10 years now. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm pretty uh I'm going to the I got to go see that one too, obviously, sometime. But- I need to catch up on movies. The uh-, uh I usually wait up for Redbox.
0: Yeah, I mean, significantly cheaper, I can tell you that much, but, uh, <laughs> uh, like Zombieland, I loved the first one so much, like, it was so fucking good, I've watched it, I can't even count how many times, but the second one was, it was really funny, but I don't know if it was quite as good as the first one, but it was still really good, and obviously, Woody Harrelson is, like, fucking my, if I can meet any actor, he's, like, who I wanna fucking meet, he's so cool,
1: Yeah, I usually have a problem going and seeing, like, or even watching some of those, um, the, like, the second edition of those, like, cult classic, like, really good movies. Because it always seems like they're trying to catch lightning twice, but they're also trying to make the most money for as cheap as they can. So, did you ever watch the, um, Joe Dirt sequel?
0: Uh, you remember? You were visiting here when we tried to rent it, and, uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just fucking... I'm like, I can't do it, dude. I cannot do it. It's so bad. I just turned it off. Yeah, after...
1: I think it was like 25, 30 minutes. It was just... Herocious. You could tell that they were just going to grab money.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's it's just... I don't know. I love the first one. A lot of people... Like, I'm surprised the amount of people who actually hate the first one. Or they think yeah, it's a bad I movie. really liked it. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was funny. It was good. It was... I don't know, it wasn't a fucking blockbuster hit, but, like, I thought it was a funny movie.
1: Yeah, it might have been just David Spade in his prime, though. Like, <laughs> his might prime. have been just the right movie at the right time.
0: <laughs> Is his prime Joe Dirt? Like, are you, are you <laughs> going to count Tommy Boy and Black Sheep as his other two, like, holy grails?
1: He wasn't the main guy in those movies, though.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's like, that, That's those are the movies that everyone, I feel like, remembers him for. Like, they're not going to remember that weird movie on netflix where he's like a redneck what the hell is that movie called Ugh, i don't remember see exactly like it's so it wasn't the worst movie i've ever seen but it was like nothing nothing special about it
1: yeah well i don't know i think that david spade most of his movies he was kind of a sidekick yeah but he was always pretty funny
0: i th- was it him who people say his stand-up's actually like kind of funny thought I've heard that before because I think he had a special on Netflix, but I cannot I, remember.
1: I saw a stand-up of his from like 20 years ago on YouTube, and it was pretty good. Really? Um, it was during his younger years. Um, he, uh, I don't know, he's kind of got an annoying voice though, so listening to him for a full like hour and a half is kind of hard. <laughs> um,
0: when, uh, do you remember that um, Bible Camp horror movie that we watched last
1: time we were here? Yeah, I do. With uh, fucking Ron Jeremy in it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs>
0: so I was listening. I like to listen to horror movie podcasts. And I was listening to this one. They were talking about, God, what was this? Like Peter Cotton from Hell or something. It was an Easter horror movie. And it was directed by a director who's, who specializes in uh, softcore porn. But it's like a horror comedy thing. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, I bet that Bible Camp movie was made by a guy who direct softcore porn i it just hit me at that point
1: yeah i would imagine it or at least somebody who knows a lot of like the actors and actresses who play in softcore porn (laughs) because i'm pretty sure they were all like b porn fucking (laughs) actors (laughs) i I didn't recognize a single
0: person i it it was pretty fun like it was a kind of funny movie but you could just tell it was just You can, they're not the greatest actors, I can tell you that much, but it was, it was pretty funny anyway. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I've been on a, kind of an older movie kick. Uh, I watched the ladies man recently. Ah, it was, uh, it was as good as I remember it was (laughs) pretty funny. The fish
0: sandwich part. And uh, do you remember the main guy who's trying to kill him and he like, no, it's the guy who's the guy who, who tries to hang himself in the beginning.
1: Oh, the weird dude, Uh, the guy who's got like a fucking broken neck and broken leg and shit.
0: Yeah, 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 he, uh, I feel like he was in that movie and he was in There's Something About Mary and then he was like in Ratatouille or something and like those are the only movies he's ever been in and then he just disappeared off the face of the fucking earth.
1: Yeah, he's always like a weird secondary actor person.
0: He's just kind of got like, I don't know, he's kind of weird. He's just very weird, but I can see why maybe his career hadn't taken off that much. But uh, whatever, I guess that's uh, actors. You kind of live and die. Kind of like football players. You just kind of, you're in there for a little bit and then you're gone. Yeah.
1: You're either going to be a six-year guy on the bench or a three-year guy who blows out his fucking knee.
0: (laughs) Good point. Uh, Well, anyway, Phil, it's about that time. Why don't we, uh, why don't we dive into this week's conspiracy? I, I obviously have no idea what it's about. So, uh, you go ahead and take the reins over.
1: All right. Well, you know, uh, the day that this comes out, it's going to be, I believe, the day after Halloween. Now, Cody, tell me, are you guys going to go uh, trick or treating this year? Um, I might be a little bit too
0: old for that, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> just a little. <laughs>
1: Now, do you remember the joys of uh, going trick-or-treating when you were a kid and, you know, bringing your haul into the house?
0: Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I loved it. I remember, ah, what's funny is I can't really remember trick-or-treating that much, but I remember indulging in the candy.
1: Now, did your parents ever pick through the candy just to make sure that there weren't anything that there wasn't supposed to be in there? Like, uh, you know, Reese's Pieces cups or anything like that? (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: we, uh, this is a big fear thing back then, like, well, I guess even now, you know, someone's gonna poison it or would do whatever to it, you know, they'd always have to scan through but I always was like, well, most of the time candy's okay, but you don't want to get like a, uh, what, like a fucking piece of fruit or like a open thing or, you know what I mean, something loose from the package or something like that. Yeah,
1: anything terrible like a yellow Starburst either, you don't want nothing like (laughs) that. You don't like them? I fucking hate Yellow Starburst. Really? Okay. The orange one's where it's at. So this episode, um, I decided that since uh, this was going to be premiering uh, the day after Halloween, I would do it on um, poisoned or tampered with Halloween candy. Okay. Hell yeah. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to start off with poison. So there was a New York housewife named Helen Feal and she had handed out ant poison and dog biscuits to trick-or-treaters in 1964 and was later arrested uh for her actions.
0: Uh I kind of feel like the kids would have recognized that it was dog biscuits like they they're pretty distinct usually.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking so too. Uh that's she claimed that this was just a joke. And that she was only giving out the non-candy items to kids that she had thought were too old to be trick-or-treating.
0: Okay, so she took a little justice into her own hands, basically. I was trying to think of something that might have the same texture as a dog biscuit. Do you remember, like, the Dollar General's cookies? Like, yes, those? I do. I was like, those are <laughs> about as disgusting as a fucking, uh, dog biscuit is. Especially, like, the knockoff Oreos. Ugh.
1: Yeah, or or the ones that were supposed to be like the um the two um graham crackers pushed together with the frosting. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, the, I remember those. The the off brand of those did kind of taste like dog treats. That's what <laughs> that's something that somebody kept in their pantry for like a few years. Yeah, and my grandma. I'm thinking, yeah, that's what
0: I was thinking. <laughs> you remember how much of a hoarder she was? She had like cookies that are like ten years expired, still sitting in there. Yeah,
1: no, I definitely remember that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, none of the children that she actually handed the non-food items out to were poisoned. Obviously, if she was only handing them out to the older kids, they recognized right away that they were not (laughs) good to eat. So, So that's
0: actually good from the story. So, okay, so we're talking about the, like, the ant poison. Was she just, like, (laughs) handing out, like, fun-sized cans of Raid or something, or...
1: Yeah, I'm not sure in 1964, <laughs> like, what kind of cartridge or whatever ant poison came in. Maybe she just, like, wrapped it up in a used condom or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> this is
0: a very, very new Mars candy bar, kids. Enjoy, enjoy the <laughs> ant poison and dog biscuits. Uh, I will say this, like, because we get ants kind of bad in the yard here or whatever. I think ant poison is like little pellets. Like, almost like salt. That's what salt. I'm thinking, too. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's, she sprinkled it on the dog biscuits, but I'm pretty certain it's not safe for human consumption, but I'm just going out on a limb here.
1: I was kind of thinking that would be bad if she actually took a dog biscuit, like, smeared some frosting on it, and then sprinkled, like, ant poison on top of it. Because anything with frosting, you're going to eat that.
0: Oh, right? absolutely. It'll hide the flavor. Hide the flavor of oh. everything.
1: I had the horrible, I have no idea what dog biscuits case like, but I'm guessing that the uh, ant poison sprinkles are pretty.
0: Pretty toxic.
1: Pretty, uh, yeah, pretty toxic. I, f-
0: I feel like if she would have used anything but something with the word poison in it, like maybe <laughs> just put frosting and sprinkles on a dog biscuit or like something like that. She probably wouldn't have gotten in so much trouble. But uh, yeah, you throw oh, the yeah. poison in there, that kind of intensifies the uh, situation a little bit.
1: Yeah, she might have just gotten some fucking, like, eggs thrown at her house or some dog shit on her <laughs> porch from, like, the crappy-tasting cookie that the kids thought that they were getting. Mm. So and she- Guaranteed, w- 100% would eat that.
0: So she was probably the, like, don't put it out with your bo- boots, Ted, girl. Remember that from yeah. Billy Madison? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Madison,
1: yeah. That was great. <laughs> Alright, so about that, um, there are actually some varying accounts of this story, uh, including one that says that she had wrapped arsenic in napkins and mixed them in with candy so that the kids wouldn't know that they were being poisoned.
0: I feel like arsenic's maybe worse than ra- or ant poison. I, I don't know, maybe I don't know what the toxicity levels between the two are.
1: Yeah, I know for a fact arsenic's definitely gonna be terrible for you but who knows what was in the ant poison back then
0: it probably was arsenic anyway
1: 1964 it could be agent orange or something like that (laughs) who knows
0: i don't even know if that would kill ants they're survivors man they don't die
1: that is true (laughs) except for like a little bit of rain seems to take care of a lot of them but
0: (laughs) we'll kill them in the movie ants uh it was soda ah soda got them. okay yeah, like a, there
1: was a cascade of soda coming in <laughs> that's what it was. There was uh oh there was another one too that said that she mixed uh dog treats and steel wool pads together <laughs> in the napkins and marked them as poison oh, on oh. the outside of the napkin.
0: Okay, maybe that one's a little less harmful than uh than the poison.
1: Yeah, you got to think like if you pick through dog biscuits and steel wool pads you're gonna be like what the fuck is this
0: yeah you'll you'll know pretty quick it's fucking steel wool like you're you're not hiding that
1: no so my next one comes out of uh texas okay so ronald o'brien of texas laced pixie sticks with cyanide in 1974 giving them to five children including his son and daughter okay
0: i've definitely heard about this guy he's uh He's not very nice. I know that for
1: certain. Yeah. Of the five children, only his eight-year-old son, Timothy, ate the tainted candy. Uh, He would eventually die. So Ronald quickly became the prime suspect when it was found out that he had taken out life insurance policies on his two children. Okay. So he obviously
0: killed one of them. Now, did he give the other one uh,
1: the candy too? Yeah, so she was one of the five children. Um, She just didn't happen to die. Hmm. Or I don't think she actually even ate it.
0: Probably not a fan of pixie sticks or something. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like if you're taking life insurance policies out on somebody, and then they just miraculously die almost immediately, looks a little fishy. Just saying, just looks a little fishy.
1: Yeah, especially two children in your... I could understand if it was like your taking it out on like your spouse or your grandparents but when you're taking it out on kids who aren't going to work for another 10 years yeah it's you know like you just they've got to be asking you at the insurance place like why would you want to take out a ton of money on two kids
0: i don't doesn't life insurance pay out based on
1: age and stuff yeah well i mean if you had it out on kids you got to think the premiums are super low
0: that's true I was going to say, if it's an elderly person, like you're going to be spending more time trying to find coverage for them than anything.
1: Yeah, they're probably going to die before you find a provider, <laughs> honestly. So, it, it, turn, it turned out that Ronald had given the three other children the poison candy to cover his tracks. Uh, Ronald was convicted of murder and executed via lethal injection in 1984.
0: Damn, so he got liquid pixie stick injected right into his bloodstream. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is Texas. Of course, they're going to kill you. Yeah, I didn't. I've heard about the story, but I didn't know that he was uh, executed. Yeah.
1: So what year did I say? 1974 to 1984. So he actually went through um, death row pretty quick. He must have only spent maybe seven to eight years on death row.
0: Well, I'm assuming nowadays it's kind of a little bit more of a, uh, they're worried about people's rights with, uh, and you get appeals and all of that. Maybe back then they just were kind of like, well,
1: let's just kill them. They just fast tracked them. I'm
0: just kind of <laughs> surprised they did lethal injects, injection and not like a fucking firing squad or a, for Texas like draw and
1: quartered or whatever, you know. Or uh, just pull out old Sparky from Mothballs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Let's hook her into the wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or or just uh, like I'm trying to think of a pixie stick related death. How could you kill someone with pixie sticks besides poisoning them? Do you, uh, do you think if you ooh. eat enough of them, you'll go into like a diabetic shock?
1: Or you just like force it up their nose? Like uh there the you arsenic. go. <laughs> or, or just. <laughs> You force them to just mainline fucking pixie stick until, uh... I was gonna say, just,
0: like, melt the pixie stick dust down with, like, water, and then inject it into him. I'm sure that'd get ya.
1: Oh, yeah. Who (laughs) knows what that shit's made out of. (laughs) Uh,
0: but yeah, that guy is, uh, he's an asshole, and he's a piece of shit for killing his son, so, and I think he, he kind of has a reputation as, like, the guy who ruined Halloween, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, there's a few people in these stories who get the uh, that reputation. Um, actually, O'Brien's lawyer claimed that his attack was only aimed at his children and their friends, and that his client was convicted of killing Halloween, ah. and that random children were not targeted. So he's trying to basically say that his client isn't the monster we think he is. He's just the monster that he was convicted of being.
0: Well, I mean, he's, (laughs) either way you look, yeah, I was gonna say, either way you look at it, he's a fucking prick. But, uh, but yeah, I think, as far as I remember, he was kind of the guy who started the, the scare about always check your Halloween candy. Um, Even though, obviously, yeah, he just was trying to kill his own kids or whatever. Yeah.
1: So this next little part kind of goes into that. So even though the incident was over 40 years ago, the Candyman murders, legend, lives on and keeps parents apprehensive about their children's Halloween candy.
0: Yeah, so, that'll That's happen. what he became known as. I feel like, especially since I know the true crime world, kind of like the reputation sometimes of these people, like it's the game of telephone kind of morphs into something else sometimes and i'm assuming this is a prime example of that happening
1: yeah definitely i mean it's you just get the like right off the bat the facts come out but then all of a sudden you get all this fiction too this myth and legend and
0: like he killed his kid and whatever poisoned the other kids and now all of a sudden every single person in the world's trying to kill your kids with poisonous candy so you know that'll yeah. happen
1: so, the next part about this goes into um, drugs. So, a boy living in Detroit, Michigan, died from a massive dose of heroin in 1970. Okay. Police found that his Halloween candy had been sprinkled with the drug.
0: Hmm, okay. That sounds uh, suspicious, I will say. Yeah, suspicious and really expensive. Very expensive. <laughs> That's... uh. <laughs> I wonder. Well, I I don't know how much heroin it takes to like kill. I guess a kid in in powdered form. I'm assuming, but it seems like a uh, drug dealers probably aren't just throwing that away.
1: Yeah, probably a lot less heroin than say Keith Richards or someone of that caliber.
0: <laughs> You'd have to like dip a candy bar in heroin, then roll it in uh in in like liquid poppy, then put more heroin on it to kill that man
1: that that wouldn't even get him out of bed in the morning. <laughs> no.
0: That wouldn't even make him sleepy.
1: <laughs> so it was later found out uh that tampering with candy was not actually the cause of the dr- uh poisoning with the drugs. It turned out that the boy had gotten into his uncle's heroin stash and had eaten it. Oh, ouch.
0: Okay, yeah, that would uh that would kill you, huh? And then they just put it on his candy to make it look like somebody else killed him, and basically... Uh, it was
1: actually his family. Ooh, yeah, that's not a very nice family there. So to cover it up, they sprinkled the remaining heroin onto his um, stash of Halloween candy mm. to make it look like he had been randomly poisoned by some kind of psychopath in the area.
0: I feel like if they open up his presumably bag or pail of candy... And there's just heroin sprinkle all over it, like that had to come from like multiple houses, not just one guy, unless one house was giving out a bag full of candy that just happened to have heroin sprinkled on it.
1: That would be funny if like they had just sprinkled it on top, and the little he had like a pail, and then the cops pick through it, and they're like, "Well, it's only on the top." So <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It looks like this was done uh, possibly afterwards. They'll be like, kid,
0: did you just go to Keith Richards' house or what?
1: (laughs) I was trying to think who's in who's from Detroit that's a big uh, heroin guy. Oh
0: God, I I don't (laughs) know Eminem. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I don't think he was a heroin guy though. No, I think he uh, if he was into anything, I don't know. Probably just a lot of liquor. I I think
0: his was prescription pills, if I remember right.
1: Oh yeah. That's right.
0: But that's kind of like the way of the future like people just using prescription drugs and abusing them or whatever. Yeah. I was just thinking that's true. I was just thinking this thought before they uh he started going into the the last story a little bit. If Keith Richards goes in for hospice care and they keep giving him morphine and he's just keeps sitting there and he doesn't even feel anything. Like how much are they going to have to give him before he like goes to
1: sleep? Yeah, they're going to have to like take an entire IV bag just full of fucking like their strongest shit and then pour a little bit of IV fluid just to cut <laughs> it up a little bit just to get it. They just pump it in. <laughs> he wakes up five minutes into the surgery and taps his wrist again. Come on. <laughs> Maybe
0: that's why he won't die. <laughs> Could be. He's, he's pickled.
1: <laughs> so there's also a story about a kid who had collapsed. Uh, I found in one of the news articles And after being taken to the hospital, uh, he was found to actually have cocaine in his urine. Oh. It turned out that uh, the sample must have been contaminated because his urine didn't actually contain cocaine. Uh, This child just collapsed because he probably was eating too much candy and just got exhausted from running around all night.
0: Okay. So how did – did they know how the cocaine got in there or was it like – Him and a doper were doing uh, pee tests at the same time, and they mixed up the cups?
1: Yeah, I don't know how. uh, It didn't really go into that. It just said that his urine test, it was like a false positive. So Mm. they thought it was cocaine, but it was not cocaine.
0: Maybe when that kid was trick-or-treating, he went to Keith Richards' house, and Keith Richards was just giving um, uh, giving him free pee samples.
1: Keith Richards sneezed on the kid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this guy, this kid's got so much blow in him, I can barely believe
1: it. <laughs> it just, it just came out in a cloud and hit him in the face. <laughs> like, goddamn, is this guy baking a cake in here? What the fuck's going on?
0: <laughs> Keith Richards has like the five thousand dollar loogie. It's just <laughs> full of coke.
1: <laughs> oh man. So, uh, as uh, marijuana based candies. Which are now sold in, um, dispensaries across the country become legal in more and more states. Uh, there is a worry that kids will be given gummy bears or other marijuana based candies, uh, either by mistake or possibly on purpose. Uh, most likely because the people giving out the candy are high as fuck and they just give them the wrong bag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always just, I like, I understand the fear, but. The THC candy is so fucking expensive, like, I don't... You'd have to be really fucking high to, like, just accidentally give away, like, your your fucking hash gummies or whatever.
1: <laughs> Somebody gave away their paycheck in fucking gummy bears. Yeah. <laughs> that they were probably supposed to go out and party, like, their Halloween party that night. Mm-hmm. Probably supposed to use it out there. All of their, like fucking stoner friends are like eating gummy bears that night and getting pissed off because well either they're getting pissed off because nothing's happening or they just kind of think it's happening
0: mm, yeah you know it's funny actually obviously cbd is pretty much legal everywhere now but uh cbd doesn't do anything for you it's just like a natural remedy or whatnot you start hearing stories of people who give their friends like cbd gummies or something and tell them like tell them it's It's weed or whatever, and then they act like they're really high. Oh, yeah. I imagine. You remember uh, that one kid we knew in high school? I remember someone gave him, like, fucking, like, dried up ditch weed or something, and he acted like he was so fucking high he could barely stand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I imagine with those people who, like, you hand the fake gummies to, you could probably open up a Harborough bag for that (laughs) dude and say, like. These are uh, these are THC gummies.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've never tasted THC gummy, but I have a feeling they have like a poop taste to them. Just guessing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm guessing they don't taste that great. But <laughs> yeah, I- I've
1: never, never even, we don't, it's uh, never even been in one of those places. So no, nah, I think
0: everybody nah. should experience it because it's the level of security in these places is, uh, is very high and it's. Kind of uncomfortable, but I understand why they have to do it. Uh But yeah, I I don't know, Phil. I just, I have a hard time seeing someone just giving people out fucking weed gummies, like a bag of, say gum bag of gummy bears is like, what, fucking $5? I'm assuming a bag of weed gummies is probably like $80, so.
1: Yeah, probably, probably a lot smaller bag, too. For five bucks of the regular gummy bears... You probably get, like, a Costco bag for that.
0: Yeah, no shit. And uh, I wonder if they have, like, the, you know, the night crawlers that are, like, the sweet and sour gummies?
1: Oh, yeah, the dual-flavored ones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wonder if they would do that with uh, weed gummies. (laughs) 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 Or they have, like, the weed gummy octopuses. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. know. But, But, yeah, I don't think they're doing that to
1: anybody. Probably not. So this is actually, they were saying that it's kind of, like, especially high like the fear of it in areas where dispensers are like on the rise and like close together so somewhere like denver like where there's Mm. a dispensary like every three buildings (laughs) basically i feel like little you got little kids like opening up like lemonade stands with you know fucking pot outside of little fucking houses pretty much
0: weed lemonade just (laughs) (laughs) marijuana infused lemonade stands (laughs) little kids are handing them out (laughs) you know i was just thinking i wonder if the dispensaries hand
1: out candy on halloween i don't know a lot of businesses do that you would think it would be like a porn shop where like parents just don't take their kids around there Mm, you know
0: yeah well, I'm not saying they give out, like, fucking the goods, but, like, just regular candy, just, uh... Oh, yeah,
1: no, that's what I mean. Ah. Uh, well, you don't... Even sh- handing out regular candy.
0: Right. Well, it probably shows the neighborhood, like, hey, we're not dangerous, because we're giving your kids candy, probably full-size candy
1: bars, too. Yeah, just bring your kids around the strip club. <laughs> they have a they have a couple of their, like, C-team out front handing <laughs> out candy to the kids. <laughs> I should
0: drive by the strip club here on Halloween. Just see if they're like actually handing
1: out candy. (laughs) A lot of the poisoning and a lot of the drugs kind of comes together. So have you ever heard of the Tylenol scare of the early 1980s?
0: Oh, I remember this. Uh, This is a, I remember this. This case really intrigued me, but I don't know that much about it.
1: So going along with this story, Fears with the tampering of products escalated in 1982, but on September 29th, people began falling ill after ingesting the pain reliever Tylenol. Now, it was discovered that the bottles of Tylenol had been tampered with, and that they had been laced with deadly potassium cyanide.
0: Okay, well, uh, I think both of those things can kill you, actually. Potassium and cyanide.
1: <laughs> yeah. i <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, Tylenol and potassium cyanide could kill you. Like, yeah, (laughs) potassium cyanide, the dose is probably a little smaller. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, you can definitely die from too much Tylenol. But um, I don't know if you're going to talk about it, if you know. I'm assuming that the tablet had to look like Tylenol, correct?
1: Yeah, so apparently it was only um, the tablets that had a certain kind of drug in it called acetaminophen. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. It sounds Uh, right. Acetaminophen. These tablets, it wasn't in all of them. Um, There's kind of a a long thing that goes about it, but uh, they were actually exchanged later on. Johnson & Johnson did do a recall, which I will mention, that gave them, like, you could get just the regular tablets, not the acetaminophen tablets.
0: Okay, so... Um, at, so you're saying at the time they were like the, the old, or I guess they still use them where you can basically, if you wanted to, you can pull them apart, fill them yes. up with the powder. Like ta- when I think about talon now, it's like the compressed pills. You know what I mean? Where the whole pill yeah, is stuff Yeah,
1: it's the normal tablets.
0: Yeah. Okay. But as far as I know, and you're probably going to talk about it, it wasn't necessarily, the company who did this, as far as they know, it was somebody else who is doing it, right?
1: No, yeah. So they found out pretty quickly that it wasn't coming like from the factory this way. Uh, they actually believed that it was someone going into the store, taking the pill bottles off of the shelf, taking them home and tampering them and putting the uh, cyanide into them and then bringing it back to the store for people to later on come and pick up.
0: Yeah, because it it was five victims and they all bought Tylenol from the exact same store, right? Well,
1: it was so seven people died out of um they used they all came from the same five bottles. So, seven people total and then they the five tainted um bottles of Tylenol. Oh,
0: man, that would suck if you were just at your friend's house like, god, I got such a fucking hangover from all the the fucking drinking and strippers last night. Can I get some Tylenol? And it's like, <laughs> oops. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you're never going to have a headache again,
1: but, uh, hey, here you go. I cracked a new bottle for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you know where, were the bottles still like, like obviously now they have like the seal on them. Do you think they had the seal on the bottles back then?
1: No, I was actually going to mention this. So, later on, but this is actually where all of the tamper-proofing came from. Like, everything that we see now that has, like, all of the little plastic seals and the little, like, breakable tabs on the bottle tops, all of that came from this case. Uh, Uh, This was a really huge, huge deal back in
0: 1982. I know. I know, like, in the true crime world, nobody really covers this case because obviously nobody ever gets caught for it but like just think about it nowadays like if i got a headache dude i just go take two advil i don't even think twice about really what i'm ingesting you know what i mean
1: yeah aspirin's just such a you just don't even think about it when you take it
0: yeah it's just i i don't know when you think about stories like this you're kind of like jesus should i be worried that one angry employee or like something could have did something to this you know what i mean yeah,
1: well, I know, like, every time my mom, like, every time we would buy, like, a carton of milk or something like that, anything with that plastic, like, the foil seal on top of it, any time that she would open something and it wouldn't have that seal on it, we would always take it back.
0: Yeah, so. it's it's smart. I mean, I wouldn't, there's been a few times, I remember when I was at a gas station, like, you buy some some perishable item say like i remember there's a few times I, i'd get cottage cheese there right and yeah. it was punctured but it was because they are stacking them too high on top of each other but it's like just the thought of it was slightly punctured i would just throw it away i'm like i'm not even not even gonna risk it like that fear is yeah. always in the back of your head
1: who knows what happened to that fucking cottage you know what i mean like like cottage cheese is so like iffy anyway what
0: do you mean iffy
1: Well, shit, I mean... (laughs) It's molded cheese. Yeah, but, I mean, that could go real bad. It's, you know.
0: You should look at the expiration date on cottage cheese, dude. Like, it it basically won't die. It'll survive a fucking nuclear holocaust. It's just like, (laughs) that shit will not... Everyone talks about Twinkies. I'm pretty sure cottage cheese will outlast Twinkies. I don't know. I'm pretty picky with cottage cheese. It's got to be like (laughs) the
1: certain the certain like amount of fat with the certain, you know, everything. It's got to be the certain company, too, because you get like the wrong store brand cottage cheese and it's not going to go. It doesn't taste good.
0: I always go with I think it's called Old Home. Is it Old Home or New Home or some shit like that? Oh, I don't know. You're a Kemp's boy, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I like Kemp's pretty (laughs) good. I like the uh, Safeway brand.
0: Ah, so, okay. Well, we don't have Safeways around here, I don't think. So,
1: jumping back into this, like I said before, seven people died in the original attacks. It was two men and five women. They ranged from twelve to thirty-five. And like I said before, they all stemmed from the same five bottles. The only thing is, uh, more people would die later from copycat murders, like people tampering with Tylenol bottles later on.
0: Oh, there was copycats. I didn't know this part.
1: Yeah, so they're, uh, I'm not really going into the copycats, because they're a lot less famous. There was a lot more, like, people who heard this idea and did it for themselves.
0: Yeah, that's how it always goes, isn't it? Well, I yeah. see, I guess I'd never heard, like, the full story, but, like, I thought that Tylenol, the second this started getting out, they put started putting that sit, uh, seal on him, but apparently they had to let... A few uh, uh, higher body counts are piling up before they're like, hey, maybe we should put a fucking seal on these things.
1: Yeah. So actually, Johnson & Johnson, their response was really... This is crazy to say this, but like their response was really good about this. Besides the five tamper bottles that caused the deaths, they found three other contaminated bottles. But basically, after the attacks, they did a total recall of about 31 million bottles... Of this, of this like acetaminophen, Tylenol, and that was worth about a hundred million dollars, <throat> and it said it was worth over two hundred and sixty million dollars in today's money.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you think that they like took all the pills, tested them, made sure they're okay, crushed them up again, and then just re-bottled them?
1: <laughs> that's completely possible.
0: I don't like, know. I just feel like that's what they would do. It's like they're not gonna just. Let all of that money go down the drain. Corporation's not going to do that.
1: I don't even feel like they would put them in a new bottle. I think they would just put the new (laughs) tamper-proof lid on top of them, seal it up, and put it back on the truck.
0: Ah, yeah. like, all
1: right, guys, get it out of here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's good to go.
1: What they don't know won't hurt them. Yeah. (laughs) uh, So this actually took a really hit, like a big, big hit for the company. At the time of the scare, the company's market share collapsed. Uh, from about thirty five percent total market share down to eight percent, but because of the positive response, Johnson and Johnson like regained a lot of their losses in the next uh years. Can you
0: imagine if you were like smart enough to buy a bunch of stocks when they crashed? Fuck mm. you'd be so goddamn rich right now,
1: or one of those people who like sold Enron stock at just the perfect times <laughs> <laughs> that'd be like that'd be awesome if you had a time machine go back buy like what was it Amazon stock in nineteen ninety seven when it was like I it was like eighty five cents a share. Oh,
0: that'd be perfect. Um who is the person who didn't make it out of the Enron thing? Uh Martha Stewart? Martha
1: Stewart's the only motherfucker who went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the joke? Like she's yeah. the only person who went to jail for Enron. <laughs>
0: Something tells me that since she's the you know basically fall person that she got a lot of money from the other people who basically she took the blame for. I have a feeling she got a lot of money.
1: Oh, yeah. She went from having fucking Martha Stewart money to Oprah Winfrey money pretty quick. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> let's not get crazy here.
1: Yeah, that's true. So as you mentioned before, uh, no one was ever actually like convicted of the crime of uh, murdering the seven people. But there was a man named James William Lewis who was convicted of attempting to blackmail Johnson and Johnson for 1 million dollars. He sent them a letter that said he would stop poisoning these bottles for the million dollars. Well, uh that's not very smart. Yeah, the real problem is the dumbass uh he left a like a thumbprint on the envelope that he sent to Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> so he was caught. Uh but it turned out At the time, he was living in New York with his wife, so he could never have possibly been the person who did it. Yeah,
0: he just thought, hey, I can make easy money here, but I'm a complete fucking buffoon.
1: Yeah, I mean, does he not think that they're going to call the cops? This is
0: what I never understood about ransoms and stuff. Like, okay, yeah, they're like, hey, just leave the money here. You really think someone's not going to be watching you as you're getting the fucking money?
1: And then what the fuck, you... You're going to go from a, being a poor person with nothing to all of a sudden you have a million dollars. Do you think people aren't going to be like, hey, where'd the money come from? You know?
0: <laughs> You'd have to like, leave the country. Like, that's basically your only option, I I would assume.
1: And then trying to get a million dollars on a plane?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I maybe in 1960 yeah. it'd be fine because you could... There's basically no security at all, so...
1: Oh, yeah, you could walk onto a plane, you could buy the ticket the same day... Walk on with your briefcase, throw it to the girl behind the counter, and fucking light up a lucky strike on the plane.
0: Hell yeah. They need to bring smoking back.
1: Let's do it. Oh yeah. Can you imagine a whole plane filled with
0: cigarette smoke? Oh my god, my
1: eyes would be fucking watering. It'd be terrible. Those fucking stewardess wouldn't last five years. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, getting back in. James William Lewis would eventually uh, serve thirteen years of his twenty-year prison sentence for extortion.
0: Holy shit, that is a long sentence for that.
1: Yeah, there was other suspects, but they were taken off the hook pretty quickly. So one of the notable suspects was Ted Kaczynski. Oh, okay. So after the Tylenol, after well, no, so this was long after the Tylenol murders, but after Ted Kaczynski was caught. Um his DNA was re- requested for analysis. Uh Kaczynski claimed that he never used potassium cyanide. Uh but he did have ties to Chicago and he was known to stay in the area during the early 80s. He had family that lived in Chicago.
0: Interesting. You know what's funny is <laughs> I've I'd never heard them linking Ted Kaczynski to the Tylenol murders, but uh I know they link him to the Zodiac Killer. It's just like every unknown killer, they're just like, oh, it must be Ted Kaczynski.
1: Yeah, Ted Kaczynski took that claim over from Bigfoot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was Bigfoot who poisoned the Tylenol. Maybe he was sick of him taking over his forest. I think it was Chef Ramsey, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, could (laughs) have (laughs) been. So my last topic, kind of getting away from the uh, drug aspect of tampering with Halloween candy. um, What do you know about sharp objects being put into halloween treats uh it's definitely like uh i've heard the
0: warning you know when we're younger like be careful of uh apple what was it like the apples fucking fruit cookies anything they could stick shit in
1: yeah any basically like candy bars having shit stuck in them like always like check the packaging make sure it hasn't been opened this has been around for probably just as long if not longer than like the poisoning of candy uh, a 49 year old man named James Joseph Smith of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ooh. Yep. A hometown guy <laughs> right there. Inserted needles into Snickers bars and handed them out to children on Halloween night. Now, you've got to be cautious because it didn't say the full size or the fun size Snickers. If he was handing out full size Snickers, you know something's got to be wrong with them. Right. Nobody hands out full size Snickers.
0: Well, I can that. say back in our hometown, Phil, the only person who handed out full uh, full bar Snickers was the fucking priest. He had to go to the priest's house and he handed out full size candy.
1: Yeah, that was turning out what we know about him now. That was a little uh, <laughs> that was a little iffy. <laughs> Come on, don't kid. ever don't ever put a foot in that door. <laughs>
0: no, absolutely not. Yeah, just uh, sometimes the full size candy bars just. If it's from a priest, it's just maybe not worth it. If it's, like, yeah. a rich person's house, sure, but a priest,
1: no. Yeah, I remember, like, those old people who would always want you to, like, come inside and get the candy from them. You're just like, ugh, oh, that's a little weird. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe just give us the candy right here since you have it in your hand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just put it in the bag, you geriatric. That's all I need out of you.
1: You creepy old buck. <laughs> so... <laughs> Of the children that received the tampered candy, only uh, one 14-year-old was injured. Uh, He was actually stuck in the mouth with one of the needles after he had taken a bite. But he didn't really require that much further medical attention. Uh, They found out who was giving away the Snickers, obviously, because, you know, you kind of remember where you got them from. And Smith was charged with altering a substance with the intent to cause death, harm, or serious injury. What? So they did get him for something. What year was this? You said this was in the year 2000. Oh, oh, so I forgot to mention that it was in the year 2000, which is actually kind of brings up a point. I was thinking like they didn't, he didn't require any further medical, but that's 2000. You got to be worried about AIDS still. You that, know, that's I mean, the, that was only seven years. That's the first thing that came to
0: mind, like AIDS or hepatitis or like something like that. Like, ugh.
1: Did they yeah. do you know why this guy did it or he just just did it? Guy just fucking did it, I guess. He just I don't know. It but, didn't really give a reason, he just did it.
0: I'm I i do not know, I fit from my knowledge of the criminal world, sometimes they're just assholes and they're just mad at the world and apparently putting fucking needles in goddamn candy is their way of getting back at something, I don't know. Fuck, that's fucked up. Like, when you were talking about the kid getting stuck in the mouth with it, and when I first thought about biting into a candy bar and just feeling something puncture your mouth like that, ugh, just made me, like, wince, dude. It's just,
1: ugh. Yeah, you would never go trick-or-treating. You would never take candy from anyone again, like on Halloween. You would always just be thinking about that one candy bar.
0: I assume this guy had to be fucking, like, creepy-looking.
1: Oh, yeah, something. Well, that's the thing, too. It didn't really say in the story if it was like a sewing needle or a, like a hypodermic needle.
0: Like I assume it'd like- have to be a sewing needle, right? Because otherwise you'd have to be breaking off syringe needles and putting them in there.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Well, yeah, I suppose you would from the base. Because we have them at work where you just stick them on. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm guessing it would have to be on the base.
0: I was uh, – uh this just reminded me, Phil. Did you include the old putting a firecracker and a cigarette
1: trick on here? No, I didn't. <laughs> or is it a sparkler? Dude, what is this, the 1930s where they're <laughs> handing out fucking cigarettes to little kids? <laughs> here, kid, you want a Winston? <laughs> My you wife know, left me. My kids aren't here anymore, so I ain't got no more candy.
0: Dude, I vividly remember – kids when we were in high school doing this to each other like they'd break off a sparkler and stick it in a cigarette so that when you're smoking it started igniting or i thought there was one that was a firecracker but I could be wrong
1: no i think it was the uh the tip of the sparkler is always like the biggest pop and yeah we would stick those in people's cigarettes
0: (laughs) yeah it was always that one guy we always picked on not dota but the other one
1: uh, was it the one who never had cigarettes, who always bummed?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> that asshole would always ask to bum a cigarette, and then you'd be like, oh yeah, I'll smoke one with you." So you would give him one, take, take one out, light it, and then he would just put it in a pack of random cigarettes and walk away. Yeah. Like... Like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Give me my cigarette back. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> he did, I
0: mean, it was hard to get cigarettes back then. When we were like eighteen or like 16, 17, it was hard to get cigarettes back then.
1: Well, yeah, it's hard for him, but it was hard for us too. That's what um, I mean. It was
0: hard for us to get those cigarettes, and we can't just be giving them off to a fucking uh, beggar.
1: Yeah, handing them out fucking willy-nilly. <laughs> so probably, this is actually the last like real one that I have probably the most famous and you kind of mentioned it before I'm glad you didn't go into it uh is the tampering of fruit and in the northeast during the late 1960s and early 1970s there was a huge scare with candy apples okay so have you you've obviously heard of razor blades and candy apples right
0: the, uh, well I didn't know it was razor blades I just always heard about concealing like sharp objects in fruit because it's easy to get them in there obviously
1: yeah so there's actually a lot of myth about this um there are some truthful cases but hardly any of the kids ever really got like ever really bit into them just because apples like when you bite into it they would see that there was something in it or it would cause like little dead spots in the apple and the kids would see like the little sharp object in there yeah this actually led to a law mandating prison time for tampering with Halloween candy or fruits in New Jersey in 1968. So it wasn't even illegal before then. Yeah, apparently not. That's what kind of tripped me up too. Was tampering with like food and giving it to someone else wasn't illegal. And also apparently they just said Halloween candy or fruits. So was this only illegal like one night of the year? <laughs> like, like if you if you were doing the little like candy fucking easter egg hunt thing could you do it then i'd, I'd maybe
0: put it in i don't know. put put in peeps or i don't i don't fucking know that's
1: insane when it it was just new jersey who made it illegal too well that's like the one of the biggest places to do it it wasn't uh like it's the most famous law to be made happened in 1968 in new jersey and that was mainly because that year alone there were 13 cases of sharp objects in uh apples given away that year no shit 13 of them holy fuck. 13 yeah so that was kind of a big year like in this mostly happened like i said like on the atlantic seaboard up in the northeast
0: was saying they were just putting what razor blades in there and candy apples
1: yeah, it was razor blades, other sharp objects. Okay. Uh, I imagine probably like pieces of glass, needles, all that other shit. But razor blades is kind of the big one that's persisted.
0: Are they, are they sure they weren't just like picking up apples that had fallen on what, Newport Beach? Because <laughs> I think <laughs> there's already syringes and glass and sharp objects all over that beach. I think it's that beach. I think oh. it's the Newport Beach is like tainted with shit everywhere.
1: A little kid is just trick or treating in like fucking one of the suburbs in New Jersey, drops his apple on the ground on the street. It's just got like, heroin needles in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I swear it was one of those beaches that is like has fucking needles and shit on it. Like it, uh, it's a beach no one goes to in New Jersey. I don't remember which one it is. It's, I swear I've heard of it before.
1: Is it the one where like all of New York's garbage gets dumped onto?
0: <laughs> I don't one? know. It just sounded like it was a beach where, like, junkies hung out at and shit, and they just throw their needles and shit uh, in the beach Ooh. and whatever.
1: I don't think, co- like, Pittsburgh has a coast. Like
0: <laughs> Maybe there's a, there a hurricane that blew it off from New Jersey and blew it into Pittsburgh. Maybe that's what it was. That could have been.
1: <laughs> like, there were really, like I mentioned before, there were a ton of, like, these razor blade stories that persisted. And a lot of them, the 60s, 70s, uh, most cases actually involved no injuries at all, and many would be turned out to be hoaxes, some even like just completely made up.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like, say if two neighbors didn't like each other, one of them just starts telling everybody that he puts shit in his apples or candy or something, you know, petty shit like yeah. that.
1: That guy mixes up fucking broken glass and puts it in the puppy chow. Don't go over <laughs> to his house. He's an asshole.
0: Don't go over to Gordon Ramsay's house. I know he has full-size candy bars, but he's doing something to him. I guarantee it.
1: (laughs) He'll go over and get candy from his house, but he's going to fucking scream at you. He might (laughs) even punch you in the face.
0: (laughs) If you're lucky enough, he'll suplex you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He'll only suplex you. (laughs) So the stories about poison candy and sharp objects sound like the biggest Halloween dangers. But in actuality, like these events are very rare and hardly anyone gets hurt from them. So the real danger comes from Halloween is all of the accidents that happens. So the streets I mentioned before are filled up with little fat kids running around and it's often in the dark and they're wearing dark costumes and they're not really like observing like the pedestrian laws.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I- this
1: makes for a very dangerous night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Uh- I
1: don't remember, are they required to
0: wear... Not required, but... I haven't paid that close of attention to trick-or-treaters, but I wonder if they started wearing, like, reflective tape and stuff like bikers
1: do. I know that in our hometown, when we were getting to be in, like, our teenage years, some of the kids, like, they were mandating that the kids were having to wear, like, reflective shit. Yeah. I remember that was a big change.
0: I, I mean, that's smart. I mean, obviously... Kids are trick-or-treating on Halloween, but I think there's a lot of people who uh, are adults are drinking, too. So yeah, you got to be extra careful for them as well.
1: Yeah, I'm also going to mention that, too. So <laughs> Halloween's also a terrible night when it comes to drunk drivers. Oh, yes. It's not only a night reserved for children. Adults also like to get all dressed up and go driving. The problem is Halloween, normally it's on like a, a work night. So a lot of them aren't obviously going to make a big night of it, but they're still going to have like three or four drinks and then get back out on the road. You know, some little kid runs out in front of them, probably won't see them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's why I assume most like around this neighborhood, most kids go with their parents, you know what I mean? And like are very careful. So I think the moral of this entire story is like you're pretty safe. Eating your Halloween candy. Obviously, I have ate numerous amounts of Halloween candy back when I trick-or-treated. I'm sure you did as well. Uh, it's just, I think you got to be careful about what houses you go to. Yeah. In your neighborhood. Uh, You know, don't go to some creepy guy's house.
1: <laughs> That's yeah, what I, I remember would say. I remember on our, uh, so I lived on a farm when we were a kid. So all of the farm kids would basically get driven around to the different houses in like my big area neighborhood kind of deal. One year we didn't have anyone who was going to be home. So we just put two big bowls of candy out on our porch. We came back 35 minutes later and surprise, surprise, it was all gone. Yeah. That, we I, probably had four trick-or-treaters.
0: I the uh, It's funny because they did that there. I remember a few years ago we were all gone here and it was like a weekend or something. So my sister just put out a big bowl of candy and said, take one only, please. Of course, the whole fucker was gone almost immediately because people are fucking greedy and selfish little pricks.
1: There's there's actually a great video of that where they set up a hidden camera with that situation where there's like, please just take one piece of candy. It'll be like, the weird thing is it was the little kids who would walk up, read the sign and take one. But then their mom or dad would come and be like, take more, take more. Like their redneck parents would come and tell them to take more of
0: it. Of of course, the little kids aren't going to fucking do that.
1: Yeah, the little kids are probably actually thinking about the next kid that's coming along. Yeah, apparently you don't get that selfish until you're older. Yeah, the white trash selfish parents are (laughs) a little bit different though. So of course, I got to end this all off with, oh wait, no, so there's one more too. There's also the little asshole teenagers like pranking people's houses, so there's also that danger too. You got to watch out for them.
0: I actually, on my way to work, I think it was earlier this week or maybe last, uh, I seen someone's house and all the trees, fucking toilet paper
1: everywhere. <laughs> it's a horrible thing to do, but oh, like it God. was so funny when we were kids.
0: Yeah, obviously, <laughs> but it's just like, man, you can't get rid of that shit.
1: Oh, yeah, especially if it rains. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so, of course, last but not least, our friend Barry Satiro. <laughs> Uh, Now, actually, I would kind of like to hear thought about this for Barry Satiro. Just go ahead, insert him in whatever story that you wish. So here's mine. So Obama has a candy apple factory on Mars that pumps ecstasy into the fruit, (laughs) which makes the kids love Halloween so much that they begin practicing witchcraft and worshiping the devil. This turns them away from their family and Christianity and towards the Illuminati and the New World Order.
0: Yep, yeah, I was gonna say, well you could spin it as he's the Antichrist and he wants more followers too. Um you know oh, what, of course I forgot. <laughs> you know what's funny? This fucking Barry Satiro meme of ours that we we've gotten this deep into it, literally in my personal life, when people Start saying they have problems. I'm like, are you sure it's not Barry Satiro? Is there anybody by the name of Barry Satiro involved with your current problems? Like, I catch myself keep
1: doing that now. At work, my favorite one is blaming shit on Obama or claiming that they're not into Scientology enough, (laughs) that they're not on that billion year (laughs) bridge.
0: See, we obviously the blame Obama meme was popular, but now I've escalated to where it's. It's like Barry Satiro, because not only are you delivering a funny joke, but they don't know who Barry Satiro is, so then it's like a double whammy, you get them.
1: (laughs) Very few people know who Barry Satiro is. The funny thing is, whenever I do one of these, like I'm writing up these stories in my head, whenever I'm doing these, I think of like Barack Obama, like normal Barack Obama, and then I think of Barack Obama with like that... Like, 1950s movies where they just put a mustache on the guy. Like, <laughs> they give him, like, an evil-looking goatee and, like, a snide look on his face. I think of that. Like, Barack Obama's evil twin, Barry Satiro, doing all this bad shit. Do you
0: know how amazing it would be is if you were handing out candy and a large man showed up at your door wearing a Barack Obama mask? And then you, <laughs> you're you like, what's your name, little kid? He's like, Barry Satiro.
1: <laughs> ah slam the door in his fucking face (laughs) get out of here reptilian or he comes to the door with fucking a kid dressed up as gordon ramsay (laughs) i bet that wouldn't that that? would that be
0: amazing if we got an email from somebody who's like hey i dressed my kids up as barry satiro and chef ramsay for halloween thanks guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) that would be great it is too bad that this is going to come out the day after halloween ah good hey maybe maybe they will have done it beforehand that would be fucking awesome if they did. <laughs> so this one, we can't really do percentages on because they're all pretty much true. Uh, what would you say, minus the drunk driving and the trick-or-treaters, what would you say you'd be most worried about if you had kids who went out and trick-or-treated?
0: Um, honestly, uh, minus the drunk drivers and teenage, I'd say um, not really candy-wise. I, I don't know. Do we include – I'd be worried about pedophiles, I think, more than anything.
1: Oh, Catholic priests. Yeah, ah, you're right. There
0: you go. Well, not just them, all the other ones too, but <laughs> all
1: the other especially ones
0: too. those. Uh,
1: Most famously Catholic priests though.
0: <laughs> I think if I had a kid and I was taking trick or treating, I'd be like, look, we're going together, I'm. we're making sure it's a safe neighborhood and maybe you're not eating any apples or like open cookies. It's going to be sealed candy and that's it.
1: Oh, yeah. If I had kids out here, I would definitely take them to, like, the ritzy part of Scottsdale and, like, go pound on all those people's doors.
0: Okay, now here's the other question. What candy, you choose one candy, what are you going to steal from them and tell them that they can't eat?
1: Ooh, um, tell them that I'm worried there's razor blades in it. The Reese's Cups, I Uh, I imagine. That's my favorite one, so.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm a basic bitch, but, you know, Snickers is so good. God, I love Snickers. I'm a big fan yeah. of, like, Starburst and uh, Skittles. I really like Twizzlers, oh. too. Um, maybe I'm a weirdy, but uh, I really like those candies. Do you, are
1: you a fan of Twizzlers? Uh, a, like A little bit. I can't, like, eat a whole pack of them, but I might have, like, one or two strands. Mm. Only, only the red kind. I cannot stand, like, the chocolate kind, because it tastes weird. Like... The, we, well, Is we, it chocolate or is it dark? Like well, the, dark. the
0: black licorice.
1: Black, oh, yeah. Black,
0: like, if somebody, this is for all the kids and bears, if, if a house gives you black licorice, just teepee their house immediately because that's inappropriate and that is not nice. Nobody should ever be given black licorice because it's fucking disgusting.
1: Yeah, I always used to remember getting, like, the little fun size bits of, like, the licorice and hoping it was, like, red
0: Oh, yeah, it's got to be red. Got to be red. I yeah. love the pollen peel, too. That's like my favorite one, the pollen peel. Yeah.
1: My favorite part about Halloween nowadays is I don't really I'm not a costume person, but I do like to buy my favorite like kind of candy and then hope that like no kids come to my house. So, <laughs> so I can you can eat, eat
0: it. it all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was that was last year. We had like three trick or treaters. And I basically like I ended up giving it just being like, just take a handful, please. Like save me from myself. Like,
0: <laughs> and you developed type two diabetes
1: by the end of Halloween I, last year, Phil? I got the diabetes. Yeah, I probably <laughs> should have. I ate like so much fucking candy that week.
0: <laughs> I know that's always the fear, but thankfully, there's usually like a shitload of kids who come to our house, so it's usually all gone. But uh, but anyway, Phil, if uh, if anyone wants to tell us about their Halloween adventures, where can they do that?
1: Well, we've got email, uh, Subliminal D podcast at gmail.com uh, we love to hear from people uh, didn't actually hear from anyone this past week so we did hear from a person before that but uh, we'd love to hear from you guys we're also on Instagram subliminal deception podcast on IG that's actually the best way to get a hold of us uh, we always post something uh, on release day and uh, always push in fellow podcasters out there so if you if you want to get pushed give us a ring. We've got our own. Uh mine's SD Pod Phil. I post nothing and I barely ever check it. Cody, you've got a few?
0: Yeah, uh my personal one is Cody's above, or you can reach my other podcast that is BumbleBub Podcast. We're both on Instagram, BumbleBub Podcast, you can find on your favorite podcasting application. Um the last thing we need you to do is to log on the iTunes and leave the show a five-star review. Um, type your favorite type of candy in there and then hit submit. That's fine with us. Actually, I love that, actually. Um, we are getting really close to 40, which is amazing. Uh, so if you haven't done it, please just uh, take a few minutes out of your day and just just do that for us. Leave us a five-star review. doesn't matter really what you say. Uh, and we really appreciate it. Uh, Phil, I think you did a fantastic job. I think maybe... Obviously, there's a lot of scary stories you told, but I think, in the end, for the most part, everyone should feel safe and hopefully, hopefully, had a uh, happy Halloween. So, yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.